Welcome to Seeking God's Grace podcast, a place to share stories about life, faith and passion. My name is Grace and I am a sister of the Holy Family of Nazareth, or as some prefer to say, I'm a Catholic nun. I hope that this podcast will help you and me to find God in everyday life experiences and to understand God and yourself a little bit better. Let's talk and seek God together. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you for choosing to spend another 20 minutes or so with me on another episode on Seeking God's Grace podcast. In the last episode, I took a risk, if you like, to talk a little bit about imagination. What would that be like if we will face Jesus right here and right now in his human form and what the church look like if it will be up to us how we build the community of followers of disciples of Christ. If you have not had a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to do so. Uh, if you would like to maybe add something from your own imagination, please, as always, feel free to private message me, direct message me, or publicly share what is in your heart. So what prompted me to the topic of today and what is it? What prompted me was a book. This book uh, is always on my desk in my bedroom. And it's called God's Word Daily Reflection. This time it's called 2022 because it's St. Paul's annual publication. What is it? This is basically a book of Gospels and readings for every single year in any day in any given year uh, with a short, short reflection. This year I was uh, really privileged to uh, write reflections for the month of September. So if you are in possession of this book, well, whatever it's written in the month of September came from my heart. Well, but when I look at this book last night and when I read some of the readings for today's um, Mass for the Eucharist, I thought maybe we could talk a bit about what do we read and why do we read it during the Mass? Because when it comes to the readings in the church, some people sometimes ask, why this, no that? Why Old Testament, New Testament? How many readings are they on Sundays and on weekdays? So really, today I would like to talk to you about the readings and what do they mean? Where are they from? And maybe a little bit about what the homily is all about. Let's start from the beginning. The cycle of readings at Mass throughout the year has been established by the Church. Well, if we want to be more specific, with the Second Vatican Council's reform of the liturgy. And of course, by the authority of the Pope. This is when a new, what we call, Roman Missal and Lectionary 
has been established. Roman Missal is this big red book that it's on uh, the altar when the priest says the mass, so he doesn't make up the prayers So most of the time, of course. Sometimes they will add something from the heart, but they have everything written there. And the lectionary, it's another sometimes red cover, sometimes different cover book with the readings that stands on the lectern or the ambo. There are two cycles of readings, weekdays and Sundays. Those also uh, include feast days or solemnities, uh, which we call in the liturgical year. The weekday readings are on a two-year cycle, and it's called year one and year two. There is an exception for that for Lent and Advent, when the readings are always the same. Why? Because they lead us to this big event of our faith, namely Christmas and Easter. The Sunday readings are on a three-year cycle, A, B and C. Supposedly because during the time of Christ, the Sabbath readings in the local synagogue were also on a three-year cycle. And in the church, church, we try to do what Jesus did. Interesting, isn't it? Learning from our brothers and sisters in the Jewish tradition because, well, let's face it, Jesus was a Jewish man who observed all the liturgy, rituals connected with his original faith. During the Vatican Council reforms, there were many readings introduced for the first time for the special masses because the church desired that the Catholics know a lot more about sacred scripture. Although the cycle of readings has been established by the church, there is always room for choice depending on the occasion. For example, the readings for a funeral mass on a weekday could be selected from readings for the funeral, special readings, and not necessarily the readings for that weekday. Well, the same applies to wedding masses and some local celebration of local saints. All of that is written in a special book, which is called Ordo. Ordo from Latin, things in order. Well, it's quite easy in English, isn't it? Ordo, order. So this is like an official guide for the daily celebration of the liturgy available in every diocese. Usually, there is a copy of uh, local ordo in the sacristy of your church. Why the word local is important here? It's because every country has their own saints and their own celebrations. For example, here in Australia, one of the main celebrations outside of the liturgical year connected with the saints, of course, will be St. Mary MacKillop Day. Well, on the 8th of August, which, surprisingly or not, you will not find in the liturgical calendar, for example, in Poland. But you will find there, in Poland, 26th of 
August, which will be the celebration of Our Lady of Częstochowa, Black Madonna. Do you see what I'm saying? So something more specific to the local church is being celebrated in this uh, special place. And the book guidelines in order are helping us to uh, really remember them, to see what is the richness of people who showed us how to follow Christ, follow God. It is interesting to know that through these reading cycles, we almost, almost read the whole Bible in three years. Why? Because this is really not a purpose. We are not to have an exercise of reading the Bible here, but we need to see and hear the whole sense of our faith. What is the story from creation to salvation, to redemption? So why? Why do we read those readings? The liturgy of the word, what we call it, is one of the two most important parts of the Mass. The second one is the liturgy of the, of the Eucharist. And we will talk about it some other time. Some people use another expression. They said the table of the word and the table of the bread is offered to us during Eucharist to encounter Jesus as we gather for the Mass. This is why those readings are very complex. So let's start with weekdays. Usually on weekdays we have the first reading. Then we have the responsorial psalm and it's literally a psalm or song from the book of Psalms or Proverbs. And then we have the gospel. The first reading can be bought from the Old or New Testament, depend on the cycle and depend on what liturgical time of the year it is. What happened on Sunday? It's a little bit more. So we have the first reading and that is like 99 times out of 100 an Old Testament reading. Then we have the responsorial psalm. Then we have the reading from the New Testament. We sing hallelujah, stand up and listen to the gospel. So the readings are a little bit longer and more of them for Sunday compare with the weekdays. I will talk about this a little bit later, but what is important is that they are not randomly chosen. They tell us some stories. They tell us main topics about our faith and they showed us through the scripture reading what we should know about God and how his teaching leads us to the action. So what about those reading and daily life? What is the purpose? Well, I came up with four reasons. So please bear with me with my own take on it. We read the readings for each day or we receive the readings for each day as a means of nourishment. Nourishment for our souls. Nourishment for our life. 
as a means of encouragement, inspiration, sometimes just consolation in our difficulties. Nourish body and soul. It's a wholesome experience. And the Word of God takes care of our souls. And this is why we have the Scripture in our life. Uh, my second take on why the readings, it's that I believe that the Word of God read during the Mass give us guidance. For example, today, as we celebrated Sunday, we could hear that call to prioritize God or to be a person of welcome. So the guidance, the message, it's giving us a direction. It's helping us to always see where we are going, but not through our own actions, but how to align our actions with those of God, those according to God's heart. I believe that the third reason why we have those readings, it's also a perspective. Sometimes it is extremely difficult to understand those readings, but um, we have to understand that they are have been written many, many, many years ago, actually thousand years ago, and uh, the context was different. So uh, we need to find the perspective from which they have been written, the context in which they have been written, and try to apply them into our own lives, which is usually very, very challenging. And the fourth reason why the readings it's actually the most important of all. They are to support our relationship with God and one another. It is all about relationship. It is all about how much God loves you and how much he wants you to love one another. So what are we supposed to do with those readings? Well, use them. Use them and use them. Use and leave them in daily, on daily basis. Center yourself. Help others to understand themselves. Understand God and yourself better in the first place. For those reasons, for this understanding, for guidance and everything else what I just have said, we really need homilies. Homily, it's... Um, this moment in which we should unpack, or some people use the words, break the word of God open, break it open. Homily, it's really the moment in which we should be a little bit more enlightened. We should understand the word of God a little bit better. Yes, I hear you. Sometimes you cannot concentrate and you think what's for dinner instead of listening. Yes, I hear you. Maybe your local priest is not the biggest speaker in the universe. Hopefully he has other gifts. But, well, we are encouraged to at least ponder and open our minds and hearts for the gift of the Word of God. And now, 
If the homily is not really serving that purpose, it's not helping you to understand the word of God better. I have to say that in this digital era, you are running out of excuses of not exploring those readings more. You need to find the best way that works for you. You need to find your ways of listening to what God is saying to your thought and to his words. Well, who knows? Even more, you might feel like after some reflection and sometimes after doing a little bit of um, your own pondering, you might write your own homily in your heart in your heart or literally on the piece of paper on or your computer your mobile wherever it is literally and symbolically there is where the homily belongs the homily is the moment when you can sit with Jesus like I talked about him in my previous episode and say talk to me explain to me I'm puzzled And then you just sit and listen. So, if your mind is drifting away somehow, start thinking. If I would hear these readings, how would I explain them to someone else? If you don't know an explanation, start writing your questions. If you are thinking, I really, really don't understand these readings, dig deeper. Look for the meaning behind it. As I said, we are in digital era. Everything is within a click. When I spend time listening to the readings on Sunday, I myself, I like to find my key words. Like, um, as I said a couple of minutes ago, today for the 4th of September, for me, the main topic is welcoming. For someone else can be something else. What is the main key word for you throughout all the readings that might be a little hint how to approach them once i identify the main topic i'm able to think about how would i leave it in the week to come what is it saying to me to my relation for my relationship with god and for the people i live with or work with Well, you can say, yes, yes, dear sister, you are an un, so you know how to approach it, but I don't. Well, I think I'm saying this for the third time. You are running out of excuses. We live in digital era, so you can find all readings and reflections everywhere. Well, let's be more specific. (laughs) Look at some apps. There is... uh, one application that serves it all, and it's called Catholic Mega App. Inside this app, there are links to a couple of other ones, and the top one for me will be Laudate uh, with daily readings. Also, an excellent uh, app called Our Daily Bread. I would encourage you to also look into the Bible Hub, my favorite one is Pray As You Go. It's like a 10 minutes of Alexio Divina of listening to the Word of God uh, through the reading of the day. Another one quite popular in America, it's called Hello. 
And of course, if you are not into the digital work, but you prefer something uh, what you can read from paper, there are those calendars which I mentioned at the beginning. Daily readings with reflections. Uh, many different Catholic publications that um, issue those annual publications, and I'm sure that you can buy them. And what is good about them, it's actually that you can use them also as your own diary, as your own journal. Whew, big breath, a lot of talking. What is the most important? I believe that the most important is to create some habit, ritual. For example, to read the gospel for the day, the night before, or first thing in the morning when you wake up. A friend of mine once said, what if the last thing before sleep and the first thing when you wake up would be the word of God? What if the last thing before sleep and the first thing when we wake up would be the word of God? I like it. I feel inspired by that. I'm not saying that I can do it yet, but I think it's a great, great idea. So, are you a person who likes and needs inspirational thoughts for the day? Do the messages from your loved ones, from your friends or spouses, partners matter to you? Do the little messages that you get as you read something on Instagram, on Facebook, speak to you? If so, then you are definitely a person who can make the Word of God on daily basis and on Sundays something what will be an integral part of your day, every single day. I have four words for you as we conclude. Please, open the Bible, wherever it is, on paper, on app, on the website. Just open it. Read. Read the words that are for the day. One reading, one word, whatever it is. Absorb. Open your heart. Try to think what it means for you. What it calls you to do. And share. Share with your prayer, with good deeds. Or at least with the intention to do better than yesterday. And... Don't forget to write your own homilies. I look forward to reading them. The Word of God is there for us to light the way. Let's embrace it. Have a great week, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you will tune in again. Please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave your review. Feel welcome to visit my website 
seekinggodsgrace.com and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again. Every blessing to you and your loved ones. Talk again soon.